Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Welcome to what will hopefully prove to be a very thrilling episode of Toonami Preflight. Or will it? Oh shit! It's all in our heads! Uh, we're talking psychological thrillers later on, and earlier we were going to talk Paprika, uh, Satoshi Kon's mm-hmm. 2006 somethings Six. movie, um, and then we're going to go through some sneak peeks and some repeeks. We've got a Dana Khan uh, Adult Swim Festival, not really... Really a Dana Fest, but uh, we're going to expand the tent today yeah. to uh, get into some more bits. But uh, let's talk paprika first. Nice. So paprika is the last movie Satoshi Kon did before his untimely death, I believe. I believe that's correct. And he uh, is dead. <laughs> and uh, some people consider it his best work. I, I would say it's a toss-up between this and uh, Perfect Blue, but they're both pretty great. Um, it's uh, the main... This movie, uh, Christopher Nolan cited as the major influence for Inception. Uh, he took a lot of concepts from this movie and then adapted Along with them. that DuckTales episode. <laughs> yeah, and then that DuckTales episode and adapted them. Don't bring up 90s shit in here. Let's not do that. Let's not get the 90s kids all riled up. I watch DuckTales. I know, but the '90s kids are the ones who love those Ducktales things. Their microphones don't work anyway. So. Also, how old how old were you when Ducktales was on? Forty one, I believe. I was gonna say, weren't you a little old for Ducktales? No. Okay. Uh, worst theme song in the world, by the way. I could, wouldn't even be able to do it. Come on, I, honestly. Come on. Ducktales. Woo. You know that. No, no. Keep I'm sure that. The, I'm sure the youngster yeah okay yeah I'm no sorry. no will you please keep saying it? I don't, no. it's not ringing uh, a bell nah I'm not gonna do it anymore okay. so paprika is about a future in which uh, a dream machine has been invented that allows you to go inside people's dreams and the main character is it Chiba yeah I believe. Chiba um, Dr. Dr. Chiba uh, basically starts using it without telling uh, her co-workers and her boss yeah. To try to, she thinks it could it could be used to help people interpret their dreams therapeutically. So she enters their dreams as she creates a persona for herself called Paprika, and using that persona, she enters other people's dreams to help them figure out, sort of work through their issues. So one of them, much is, like Dream Corp, <laughs> one of them is a detective who has a dream that's incomplete and it bothers him. So she goes in to try to help him. Um, and then suddenly one of the scientists working on the project jumps out of a window and kills himself uh, and goes mad. And then another scientist starts kind of losing it. So they go into his mind and there's this crazy parade happening and they they don't understand what's what's happening. But basically another it's clear that another person has stolen one of these machines and is using them to manipulate the people working on this project who are dying one by one. So, um Spoiler alert, it turns out to be the head of the project who wants to completely take control of it for himself. And by the end of the movie, the dream world is blending into the real world. Paprika's host, Chiba, has died. Yeah, gets shot. And Paprika becomes sort of a sentient being herself um, and, and, and has to stop sort of the dream world from merging with our world and this guy from taking over the world. Um, so fairly it's, straightforward story. So it's real head trippy, um, but it's very much 
um, a psychological thriller in that a lot of the time, you know, uh, people don't know exactly what's happening or if what they're seeing is real. Uh, what and as the dream world starts to bleed into the real world, what's real and what's what's actually happening and what's just something yeah. they're imagining. Um, but it it does play with a lot of the same ideas that Nolan took for Inception about dreams and about the idea of going into a dream and stealing someone's idea or stealing, you know. Um, and it's a much like all of his movies. It's a pretty mature like <laughs> there's nothing goofy about it right uh but it is really crazy i mean the stuff that could be goofy is horrifying yeah 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 there's a strong horror element and um it's definitely i would say his best looking movie um it definitely looks like a satoshi Kon movie in terms of his style but he let himself go nuts with the animation sequences because yeah. it's dreams so counter to something like Inception, which was more like a spy movie, was like, they're in dreams, but everybody's yeah, wearing suits and everything's great. I mean, the point of those is that you're supposed to not think it's a dream yeah. so that they can steal your shit. Yeah, and this is like way more over the top and The architects and have crazy. built a different world in Paprika. <laughs> um, so let's look at the trailer for Paprika, and then we can talk a little more about it. The American-made 2006 anime trailer. Yeah, with the flat <laughs> yeah. 2D, 3D graphics. Yeah. Um, you can even see in that trailer several scenes that were lifted directly from the movie that ended up in Inception. Um, so all that trailer really does is give you an idea of how great the visuals yeah, are. Yeah, that it looks cool. <laughs> and that, there's and some that her crazy, name is Paprika. And that there's some crazy shit that goes on. Um, but uh, this, w the scene is the scene we're going to show you next is the parade scene, which is sort of the centerpiece of the movie. Is Paprika ends up in this guy's dream that it has there's where this weird parade is going on, and she starts to suspect that some part of this dream is what's infecting other researchers in the group and why people are killing themselves and she's trying to get to why that is but here is the crazy parade which is pretty awesome it's a show time
てんのか A So The least confusing part about that is that it's in Japanese Some、uh, pretty awesome surreal imagery and、um, as that trailer said、uh, Cohen let his animators go wild coming up with crazy ideas and in some ways I think this fe- it feels way more like a dream like the, 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 it, ha- it, it definitely works by the Rules of dream logic, which is to say, thing, anything goes. Yeah, I think suddenly someone's head will have a cell phone and there's no reason or why,、uh, and it doesn't have to mean anything, you know, or it does mean something,、right. but you have to figure out it's not sort of what it directly might mean,、uh, if that makes sense.、Um, Paprika, I think, is one of the most visually inventive anime,、um, which is why we placed it so high in our. Fifth, I believe. Fifth on our list.、Um, really, not many directors could get to this level of visual sophistication.、Um, and so, one yeah, more reason. Yeah, considering it's now 12 years old. Yeah, one more reason to miss Satoshi Kon.、Um, so, that is、uh, that's it for Paprika, unless you have something else to say. No. Okay. Um, but that leads us to our topic of the week, which is what's your favorite psychological movie? I don't know why we didn't say psychological thriller when we asked this question. Because we don't ever really pay attention to what the questions are until we are in here looking at that graphic.、Yeah. Well, I mean, I, paid, I noticed it when we posted it to Facebook, but it was too late by then.、Yeah. Well, that's、uh, the same graphic. What do you mean? That's the graphic that's. Yeah, I know. When I noticed it two days well, when ago. When we when it was on come up with a thing and write it down,、oh. it's never quite the same. Yeah, I don't know that I would ever say psychological movie. But anyway, psychological thrillers, which is what we're going to talk about. If you look up the de- definition of a. The, so, just to sort of a little backstory on、sure. my picks. If you look up the definition of a psychological thriller. Um, it's blurry. I mean, not, obviously, it's a wide genre, and there's psychological thrillers that are noir or horror or, you know. Yeah.、Um, but psychological thriller usually contains the elements of a person who is unsure if what is happening to them or what they are doing is actually real or if it's in their head. There's always some element of. They're not sure. The, the、yeah. protagonist of the, the story. The unreliable narrator、yeah. written onto the, the screen. The, the protagonist of the story isn't sure if what they're seeing is really happening. That's the, one of the most common things. And then the other thing is that、uh, beyond that, maybe their protagonist is sure of what they're seeing, but they're dealing with someone else who has an altered state of mind. So, like, not a normal yeah. Which person. Yeah. Sort of talked about a couple. We did mindfuck movies. Yeah. A slight flip to movies that scared you that shouldn't have. Yeah. Mindfuck movies is a little different, I think. But yeah, it's th- this is more of a clear genre. Yeah.、Um, but there can be psychological thrillers that are just people locked up in a house and nothing really happens other than somebody's kind of losing it a little bit. And then there's psychological. It's going a little funny in the head. A lot of people just were, it, people are going crazy. So I'm going to start with one of my favorites, and that's 1986's Blue Velvet. By David Lynch.、Um, I think still his best movie.、Uh, well, maybe Mulholland Drive's his best movie, but this is right there.、Um, and definitely the, the sort of signature movie of his style in terms of like a lot of the things that he did in this movie, he ended up doing many other times.、Um, so Blue Velvet stars comic, a very young comic Laughlin and a very young Laura Dern. And Isabella Rossellini and Dennis Hopper. And、um, Kyle McLaughlin plays a young man who is home from the summer for college. And he is walking through a field and he finds a severed ear. And he、uh, starts trying to figure out where that ear came from.、Uh, he ends up befriending Laura Dern, who's like a local, a, a local person who lives there.、Um, and I think she's still in high school, she's like a senior. <laughs> So they're kind of amateur sleuthing, and he gets caught up with Isabella Rossellini, who is being sort of held hostage by Dennis Hopper. Dennis Hopper has kidnapped, he's a psycho lunatic who has kidnapped her husband and、uh, child and is forcing her to basically be his girlfriend, do whatever he wants,、um, and he's horrible. And Kyle McLaughlin's character gets caught up in all of this. So. Uh, it's a super, super tense movie, and a lot of the time, Kyle McLaughlin's character doesn't know what the fuck is actually happening because 
Dennis Hopper's character is so insane and he doesn't know if he can trust Isabella Rossellini, who seems sort of insane herself. So he's really not sure if it's not that he's not sure of his own reality, but he definitely doesn't understand what the fuck is happening. Uh, it's got some amazing, creepy sequences. I'm going to go with one of my favorite sequences, which is where uh, basically Dennis Hopper walks in on uh, Kyle McLaughlin and Isabella Rossellini having a tryst, and he forces Kyle McLaughlin to come along with them on a joyride, and it's got some all-time classic lines. Let's check it out. Who is this fuck? A friend. He's from the neighborhood. We were just talking. Oh. You're from the neighborhood. Yeah. Your neighbor. But what's your name, neighbor? Jeffrey. He's a good kid, Frank. Shut the fuck up. Hey, you want to go for a ride? No, thanks. No, thanks? What, what, what does that mean? I don't want to go. Go where? For a ride. A ride. Now, that's a good idea. Okay, let's go. Let's go. Get your fucking robe. Raven, come on. We're going to go for a joyride. Joyride. Go. <laughs> oh, I know. And we got to go to Ben's, right? Oh, right. We've got to see Ben. <laughs> yeah, we got to, got to, got to, got to. We may all be killed. <laughs> He's a pussy, Frank. He's a pussy. Yeah, but he's our pussy. <laughs> right, kids? Pussy heaven. <laughs> you ever been to pussy heaven? No. What'd he say? No, no. Hadn't been to pussy ever. This is it. Raymond? Thank you, Raymond. here. What? I want you to meet a friend of mine. Hey, Raymond, you get enough beer for Ben, too. What kind of beer do you like? Heineken. Heineken? Fuck that shit! Paps Blue Ribbon! So, one of the greatest performances. Uh, creepy and funny at the same time, which is yeah. a tough line to walk. But I want who's this fuck is a great <laughs> who's this fuck I want to I wish I could say that literally every, every time, time you meet anyone I don't know comes yeah. into a meeting who's this fuck <laughs> uh, so first up Blue Velvet second up is one of my actual uh, one of my absolute not actual one of my absolute favorite <laughs> just movies just fucking around before uh, and that's Antonioni's Blow Up uh, 1960 something uh, his first film in English um, this is one of my top 10 i think um so this movie stars david hemmings as a fashion photographer who is sort of living this nihilistic day-to-day rich guy life taking photos of models and utterly bored with his life and everything that he's doing the whole movie sort of an indictment of 60s uh mod culture and you know the basically anything goes sort of pervasive feel that was going on at the time of the um, sexual revolution. And so he goes, he gets bored and he walks away from a photo shoot. He goes to a park to just take some photos and he sees a couple and they're sort of struggling with each other, like arguing. He starts just taking photos and the woman sees him and runs up to him and tries to take his camera away. 
and uh, they end up deciding to talk later, even though he's like, I'm not giving you my camera. And she tells him, I really, you can't, I need those photos. You can't, I can't be seen with this person. So he goes back to his apartment and he's curious and he blows up the photos and he notices that there's a person in the bushes pointing a gun at the guy that she was talking to. And then through long story short, he ends up going back to the park and he thinks he stopped the guy from being killed by taking photos of it but it turns out he didn't he goes back to the park and the guy's body is in the bushes and he realizes that he has the photo right before a murder took place so he's trying to then find the girl and figure out what happened then his place gets broken into and all of his negatives get taken and he starts sort of slowly freaking out because he doesn't know what if what he saw is real, because he goes back to the park and the body's gone. So he has no idea if what he saw is real, if he's just losing it. And by the end of the movie, he's kind of... So he sort of wakes up from his, like, torpor of being this, you know, having whatever he wants at all times, this hedonist. And by the end of the movie, he kind of sinks back into, like, uh, who gives a fuck? Like, it's a pretty nihilistic movie. It won the Grand Prix at Cannes the year it came out. Um, and I've watched it many, many times. So I think this is a trailer because I couldn't find like a good scene. But there are some amazing... Antonioni always has these big spaces in his movies with these long silences. And the scenes in the park are totally creepy where he's just it's just the wind in the trees and he's wandering around taking photos and somehow it's got this crazy atmosphere. But here's a hilarious 60s trailer for the movie that does a good job of giving you the feel. Ron? Something fantastic's happened. Those photographs in the park. Fantastic. Somebody was trying to kill somebody else. I saved his life. Sorry, not the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> but pretty awesome. I like the see the remake of this pinch to zoom. <laughs> they did uh they uh this movie inspired De Palma's Blowout, which is sort of the audio version of this yeah. with John Travolta and also Coppola's The Conversation, which is also an audio version. They both were direct this directly influenced by this movie. Um and then finally is a newer movie. 
Um, I think it's from four or five years ago, and that's um, Take Shelter, starring the great Michael Shannon and Jessica Chastain. Uh, Michael Shannon plays a guy who's a construction worker, and he starts having these horrifying dreams of uh, the like black oil falling from the sky and huge storms coming and taking over the world and causing people that he loves to attack him and try to kill him. And he's worried that he's developing schizophrenia because his sister has schizophrenia and it happened to her at the exact same age, or it's his mom, and it happened to her when she was his age. Um, So he doesn't know if it's in his head or if it's real, and he slowly starts becoming fixated on the idea of building a shelter, a fallout shelter in his backyard, and he uh, basically his life starts going off the rails um, until he kind of has a freak out, and you never really know in the movie because they show you his visions you never really know if they're in his head or not even all the way to the end you never know you have to kind of just choose to decide for yourself usually when someone's building a shelter in their backyard it's they're going down the wrong path i mean when they show them yeah the ending of the movie though i like the movie a lot leaves it very much ambiguous maybe he's just having visions and he's gonna save his family um so this is a, the one of the earliest times he starts having these kind of visions, and he's alone driving home at night from a public gathering, and he sees this storm, and his whole family's asleep, and literally no one sees it but him, and so that's where the idea begins that like maybe it's all in his head. So let's check it out. Okay. Good night. a really good movie if you haven't yeah. seen it so those are three of my faves well done uh first for me is david fincher's mid 90s seven uh oh scary uh i like to think of myself as the morgan freeman character in our seven relationship oh yeah you think you think you're the smart the one. somerset i'm just ready to retire give it all up just one more sure. case um, Brad Pitt plays... He was the Gwyneth Paltrow. That's fair. A head in a box. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> fucking 1995. Um, well, now that Jason's ruined it, <laughs> and since Kevin Spacey's also ruined it, let's check out... I was gonna out. say, well, you can definitely believe in being a fucking creep. Yeah. You know, so Let's check out a uh, look at Kevin Spacey's uh, formidable role here at the end of the movie.
Who are you? Who are you, really? What do you mean? I'm the host of the hit series Rescue 911. I thought that was Robert Stack. Robert Stack, are you insane? Listen, Hooker, what I've done will be puzzled over and studied and followed forever. People will have conventions, posters, books, CD-ROMs. Sit back, you freak, you know, Messiah, you're a movie of the week. T-shirts. T-shirts? That'd be great. Why didn't I think of that? We're here. This is it. I give the commands on this vessel. Helm, hard to pull. I'm picking up a vessel of unknown origin. It's a Chevy van. Envy me? You are me. No! What's in the box? Whatever you do, stay away. Hey, Mr. Tambourine Man, no, play no, the no, song. No, 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 no. Mr. Tambourine Man! Mr. Tambourine no! Man! end up being as funny as I thought it would be. Seven. Yeah. It's a good... The first 20 seconds, they should have just faded down, because... Yeah. Is that from the MTV Movie Awards? When yeah. When they used to do those parodies? Yeah. Um, cool. Seven. Uh, next is slightly more... We're going to go with real take. And that's uh, Alex Garland's 2014 Ex Machina. Real take in what way? Well, not fucking around with the clip. Oh, okay, gotcha. Cool. That right? You could show the Rick and Morty. I almost did, but then it was. <laughs> that would have been a good joke. The double. The, uh, the double it was the double blind. Yeah. yeah. Next time. Um, what? Well, I was trying to decide if we really should find it, and then <laughs> you should have done Annihilation. That's a psychological. Thriller more than X mocking up, but anyway, cool. You had your picks. I'm just saying. I don't shit on Nobody's your picks. He's not sure about what's happening in X mocking. He's not sure. I mean, he doesn't. Well, anyway, okay, cool. These are your rules, man. Go for it. I mean, I didn't. I mean, I, I didn't invent the genre. <laughs> I can't do Beautiful Mind for every single one of them. So <laughs> that's gotta, a topic. Totally different genre. Jesus Christ. No, it's a psychological thing. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Let's play the trailer, Jason. Ruined another pick. Yep, I'm happy to do so. Same way we look at fossils. Hello. How do you feel about her? Oh, man, she's amazing. You're impressed? <laughs> yes. Do you want to be my friend? Of course. Now the question is, how does she feel about you? Do you think about me when we are together? Did you give her sexuality as a diversion tactic? This is your insecurity talking. This is not your intellect. Fine. Did you know that I was brought here to test you? Fine. Does Ava actually like you? Fine. 
But is she pretending to like you? Nathan isn't your friend. You're wrong. You're wrong about what? Everything. Do you want to be with me? Can we talk about the lies you've been spinning me? What lies? What lies? You have to help me. You have to help me. What will happen to me if I fail your test? Weirdly, not a great trailer. Yeah. Even though it's a great movie. I think uh, they were worried about giving away too much. I guess. It was I weird. should go to meet-ava.com and, and see, see what kind of great up. shit see they have. still alive. The, uh, I feel like that was probably the last movie website call-out in a trailer. That just seems like such a waste of an old thing. marketing yeah, an old technology. Thing. Uh, and last for me is another old thing. See what it is there? And that's uh, Adrian Lyons' 1990 Jacob's Ladder, uh, a movie that scared the ever-loving shit out of me as a younger man. Um, this is a movie where Tim Robbins is an ex-Vietnam uh, medic, and he's having what seem to be flashbacks and wondering what is real and what is not. And trying to figure out, he they start off the movie and he's uh, he's being medevaced out of Vietnam and he sort of wakes up and you never really know kind of where things lie. The most till the end, right? I'm not going to give it away. Don't worry, no spoilers. Oh, thanks, man. Um, they do a really horrifying visual technique in this where they That's shot people moving their heads really slowly and spin it up so it's like. And they left the they exposed it longer. Yeah, it's like so your face just becomes a blur. It's super creepy. Um, and so my the original scene I was going to show was the party scene where he's going through and doing all that, but Ugh. it was too early in the morning for me to deal with that shit. So yeah. we're going to watch the trailer instead, where they just give you a little tease of that. Um, but here we go. Every day, Jacob Singer goes to work. What's wrong? Uh, it's one of those days. And every day, he wonders what is happening to him. Maybe it's the pressure, Jake. They're like demons, Jess. They weren't human. What were they, Jake? Let me look at your hand. You have a very strange line. See, according to this, you're already dead. <laughs> wrong jake they're coming after me i don't know who they are or what they are but they're gonna get me and i'm scared jake i've seen them too maybe the demons are real he's running 106 feet with this is barbaric i can get rid of the demons who are you i can block the ladder who are you taking me where am i where do you want to go? Home. This is your home. You're dead. I'm not dead. What are you then? I'm alive. Easily Adrian Lyne's best film by like a yeah. thousand million miles. I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, not a fan of his otherwise. But this movie is great. Yeah, and man, I don't, was I don't want to shit on Flatliners. <laughs> uh, that's fine. You can shit on Flatliners. As far as his movies from that four-year span, no, they're all crap. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Uh, let's check out uh, Adult Swim Facebook's picks on favorite psychological thriller movies: Fight Club, Requiem for a Dream, Horrifying, Clockwork Orange. Uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind Definitely And Jacob's Ladder Awesome Good choices all Good movies at least Yeah And uh, Toonami Facebook picks are Shutter Island Yeah yeah, Perfect Blue 
Inception. Borderline. Borderline. Donnie Darko. Yep. Beautiful and Mind. Beautiful Mind. Gil's I like to think scariest that I'm movie. changing uh, hearts and minds. <laughs> what, to not watch Beautiful Mind? Yeah, the, to, to realize oh. how horrifying that movie is. Still, oh, gotcha. <laughs> uh, well, why don't you take us through our sneak peek, Gil? All right. Jason, I will. Uh, first, Good, Gil. Okay, Jason. We have to wait for the sneak peek graphic to finish and then yeah. cut back to us. Uh. And then we have to vamp for a second so we can set up the first clip, which is... The promo for this week's My Hero Academia, Saturday night at 9.30 p.m. Let's check it out. On the next all-new episode of My Hero Academia. Tenya, please listen carefully. It's your brother. A villain got Tensei. My Hero Academia, Saturday at 9.30. Only Toonami on Adult Swim. Cool. And then uh, this week's episode, people keep banging drums and touching on doors. Did someone also right. open the door again? Yeah. No. Okay. We need to start electrifying the door. We do need to electrify the doors to the studio. Um, but bef- while we do that, why don't you check out this Saturday night's Boruto topical uh, for 10 th- at 10.30 p.m. On the next all-new episode of Boruto. Ninja art. Super beast scroll. <laughs> Boruto. Saturday at 10.30. That's how you hurt opponents without dirty in your hands. Only Toonami on Adult Swim. Good life lesson. <laughs> and then... Uh, I get my hands dirty. Dragon Ball? Why super. Stop every time I say something. Dragon I didn't know Ball's if you were going to keep talking. That's, I, no. I thought you were going to explain how you like to get your hands dirty. I think we all know. Okay. Uh, what we all know is that this week's Dragon Ball Super is Saturday night at 11 p.m. <laughs> Let's check out the topic for that. On the next all-new episode of Dragon Ball Super. It's not much of a test if you're going to pull your punches, Gohan. Dragon Ball Super, Saturday at 11. Only Toonami on Adult Swim. Sadly, oh. Krillin dies. Oh, Krillin. Still, Tried to... still trying. <laughs> God bless him. Learn the final test. That Don't is pull your ow! Uh, and then next is Attack on Titan at midnight. We're closing in on the end of this season of Attack on Titan. We've got a couple more episodes to go. This Let's half see. of season three. Right. Well, 3A. Yeah. On the next all new episode of Attack on Titan. My name is Historia Rice. I am your rightful queen. Catch an all-new episode of Attack on Titan, Saturday at midnight. Only Toonami on Adult Swim. Swim. <laughs> uh, and next is a spot uh, for the new fall collection of Toonami merch over at DaylightCurfew.com, which explains exactly that. Our friends over at Daylight Curfew have a new Toonami Fall Collection. They at least could have touched up your scar. Yeah, they were going for an authentic look. Head on over to DaylightCurfew.com. Get yourself some of this new Toonami gear. Shirts, hats, pillows, and art. What more could you want? Just as long as you can still run the jewels. No time like the present. That's fun. That's a fun thing. Uh, and our last fun thing, because then there will be no more fun left in the world. Okay, gotcha. Is uh, last week we did not have, sadly, a Toonami pre-flight episode due to unforeseen scheduling occurrences. Uh, so this is the League of Legends Tom speech. We are strong. Uh, yeah, the League, partnership. Yeah, the League did. of Legends guys are big Toonami fans. Yes, yeah, so it turns out they came to us and said. We grew up on all the Tom speeches, and we would love to have one uh, made with you, for you, by you. And uh, they pretty much let us do whatever we wanted, and this is what we wanted. So here we go. Rated T for Teen. In life, you're going to need to find a way to be strong. Fear. Predators smell it and walk away when they don't. Because there's a lot of obstacles in your way. No matter how far we go, we end up. Situations you need to handle. Which path shall we take? 
people want to fight you. We once danced in harmony with the land until the tyrants defiled. Battles you have to wage. When they shattered our spirit, we became sharpest at the break. But that doesn't mean you have to be alone, because there's strength in numbers. You can't do it by yourself, and you shouldn't have to. We are the defenders of the first lands. Together, we are strong. That was the best. Well done. Sales call I ever had. It was yeah. It sounds easy. Yeah, they were (laughs) do whatever you want. We love your stuff, and we love League of Legends. Yeah. Um, And then next up uh, is this week's Dana Con, which is Dana Swanson, voice of Sarah, and her time at the Adult Swim Festival, which was just uh, two weeks ago. So or less. Let's check that out. Well, howdy, partners. It's Dana Swanson, and this is the first ever Dana Fest. Basically, this is just a segment where I talk about a festival I went to instead of a convention. So here we go. At the beginning of October, I went to the Adult Swim Festival. So if you think this is pretty self-serving, you're absolutely right. Listen, it had a lineup of my dreams. I couldn't say no to it. And I also really wanted to talk about how much I loved it. It's the first day of the Adult Swim Festival. I'm going to time-lapse my walk to get to the front. Let's do it. music festivals like Moogfest and Day for Night and some adults some events but never anything where it was all combined where you had both music and adult swim programming and rides and fun things to do so it was cool to see that kind of mashed up into one big amalgamation so from T-Pain's butts to inflatable Mortys that looked like they were tossed off the parking deck to lights that seem to dance along to Comtruz's set. It was pretty dang awesome. Everyone keeps asking me for my favorite moments. It's really hard to narrow down, so I'm gonna pick five to go with this F theme. Five, okay? Number one, Dan Deacon. He opened with my favorite song, Learning to Relax. I was so excited that I did not get proper footage of it, and the footage I did get was really shaky because I was dancing too hard. Zola Jesus and her witchcraft. I love her. Big Frida. Doing the Dream Tour LLC ride with the cast and crew. Sell more photo ops. And Hometown Boys run the jewels, closing things out. Well, half Hometown Boys. Okay, so what's my runner up? Joe Para making everybody sing a song about the Erie Canal. His set was great. I don't think it was streamed anywhere. So it's one of those things that you had to either be there or not. From Albany to Buffalo, Low Bridge, everybody down Low Bridge, because we're coming to a town. You always know your partner. You always know your pal if you ever navigated on the Erie Canal. For me, one of the very, very subjective problems of this festival was that I kept spending too much time catching up with people I hadn't seen in a while, and I would miss things that I wanted to do. Hi. Welcome to the sweat tent, where everyone's sweating. We come out here to sweat because there's no sun here. No, it's I actually like like sitting here, there's no sun, and there's a seat, so I'm just going to be here. This is the where to be. If you want to sit down, chill out, and not be in the sun, be here. You found it. Sun tent. Yeah. Here we are at Comic-Con. <laughs> Here we are, Comic-Con. Here we are, New York Comic-Con in Los Angeles. 2019. 2019. 34. Ready? You guys? Wait, I thought it was Dana Fest. It's Dana Fest. It's Dana Fest. It's Dana Fest? Oh, shit. <laughs> hey, everybody. Hey, hey, it's Dana Fest. Welcome to Dana Fest. Making bumps. So exciting. Be, is it going to be good? Oh. 
I don't even know what I was doing, but there were things that I had planned on that I could not make happen. So this is a heartfelt thanks to all of my coworkers that made this thing happen, who've been working on this thing for months and probably years. It was a festival that I really, really wanted to see. And I appreciate you letting me bug you uh, while you were working and I was just kind of hanging out and doing this segment. So if you have something to say to me, you can get back to me at, uh, at Dana Swan Swan on the Twits and the Instagrams. Uh, this is your hat. Same thing. Just tell me. Back to you, Jason and Gil. Is this your hat? I could have used this at the fest. She had more fun than I did because I was yeah, working. As was I. Yeah. But um, it's good to see her. Yeah. And then next up this week, we have two Adult Swim singles. First up is a song we dropped on Monday by the legend Nana Cherry of Buffalo Stance fame. She's still um, putting out great music. This one is produced by Fortet, if you've heard of him. Um, and it's called Natural Skin Deep. And we released this on Monday. Let's check that out. And then on Wednesday, we released Them Is Us by the group Rival Consoles, who I like a lot. Um, you can get, uh, we'll play this clip, and you can get both of those at adultswim.com slash singles. You can stream them and then come back every Wednesday for new ones. Let's check out Them Is Us. again adultswimsingles.com every week for a new song for the next forever <laughs> isn't it adultswim.com slash singles yeah sorry adultswim.com slash singles whatever you know you get it cool. by now just google adult yeah, just, singles it'll be fine just type in adult, adult yeah. swim singles it'll, you'll since you've been there every time your browser's just going to auto-populate it anyway since you do it every day yeah uh, and that's it for this week's pre-flight we'll see you next week where we'll be talking about some other shit you almost said dumb shit no, I said some other shit. I didn't almost say dumb. Good. Because this going to be fun. Okay. I'm looking forward to it. Cool. Approved. Tsunami. Every Saturday night from 10.30 p.m. to 4 a.m.